Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Stop whatever you're doing. Close your emails. Pull into a lay-by. Put down that spoon. Stop jogging, for fuck's sake. It's time for News Thing, the podcast. Britain's longest-running and least-shit satirical podcast. Now, bringing you the facts that matter and the opinions that don't, please welcome your hosts, Sam Delaney and Andy Dawson. Hello and welcome to News Thing, the podcast where me, Sam Delaney and him, Andy Dawson, uh, cast an eye over the big news stories of the week and just say what's on our mind about it. You can take it or leave it. I mean, we're not here to try and, I mean, I've got to stress, Andy, I'm not here to try and convince anyone of my point of view. In fact, if anything, I'd warn them off my point of view. I'd be surprised if anybody's still listening at this point, Yeah. given that we've pitched it like that, because why, why listen to the opinions of two Fearing men. Well, look, there are two opinions, and um, there's loads more out there. Other so opinions are available. Fucking yeah. take them or leave them. But Get on Twitter, Twitter's full of fucking oh, opinions. Oh, so many opinions. It's awful. I've got. I've actually got a. I've got someone who I know quite well, who's only recently, like quite late in life, decided to take an interest in politics, Ugh. and he started tweeting a great deal oh, about man. political matters. To his few hundred followers, and is he is he left leaning? Is he a yeah? He's left. He's, yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know if he's a Corbynist. He's definitely a left leaning thing. But it's like he's just turned up at Twitter like twelve years later, and said, "Hey, everyone, here are my opinions." I, I don't know about you guys, but I think Trump's an absolute joke. Why doesn't he take his haircut and his tan and fuck off? <laughs> or. Boris, why don't you resign? Uh, Take your haircut. You're a racist, <laughs> and I don't know what what can be achieved by that. Fucking it seems thatcher. like I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When oh when will this miners' strike end? <laughs> right, let's prove that we've got better material than that right here on the News Thing podcast, and kick off with Boris Johnson. Um, the, he wrote, all all he what, did was write I'd an article. I'd love to kick off with Boris Johnson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Boris Johnson wrote an article where he said that, you know, um, Muslim women look like bank robbers or like they're looking at letter, letter boxes. boxes. Yeah. Disrespectful. Um, but the controversy is run and run and run. Yesterday he was besieged by the media yeah. And he came out, funny old Boris, came yeah. out with a tray of teacups for tea for them. Yeah. 
I noticed his uh, the array of cups. I haven't studied them closely, but you know, in my ha- you build up over time a bunch of different mugs, don't you? You from do. Di- like some you might have gotten free for promotional reasons. Some might yeah. be football related. Well, I've got a lot of them, other yeah. novelty got ones. Some nice World we, Cup ones. We got a couple of Star Warsy ones in our house that, that you've been got, brought. I've for got us. a Star Wars one that was bought for me. Uh, as a Father's Day present that says I am your father it's got I've Darth got, on I've got the same fucking cup it's a good one and all it's just it's sli- big. slightly bigger than usual mate yeah. I've got the exact yeah. same one I'm pleased this podcast has gone in the direction that I thought it would <laughs> um, so and it came in a special tin yeah. and I've kept the tin have I you got that tin? tin I don't think I've kept the tin oh I keep loose changing that uh, I tell you that this is, gives you a fucking significant and very accurate picture of the politics in my house is that that was bought for me as a present I think it was bought as a present and then my son Len who's only six decided that it was his cup Ooh. so in the morning when I make tea which I do for the whole family he goes almost rain man like that's my cup <laughs> and that's almost psychotic isn't it like a bully would do in prison it you is go, see that cup the one that says I am your father the one yeah. that's specifically bought for a dad yeah, yeah. I'm having that one now, you can have another one. I've not seen Len. I assume he's an average-sized child. He's not a, yeah. a giant. Of no, some he's kind. not a giant. That cup's too big for Len. It, it fucking totally. I've but I can't reason with him. He's decided it's his, and he's going to kick Do off. Do you have any control in your household at no, all, Sam? None. Jesus. None. It's pathetic. What other mugs have you got? I've got Sopranos. <laughs> I've got two World Cup ones. I've got a late show with David Letterman one. Oh. Um, what other ones? I've I got, got a news thing mug. Have you? From when this used to be a television show. I haven't and got one we, of them. We had new, I can I get you one of those. Many times. We because uh, you know it was sort of like sat on the desk when I used to present. I've got to get it. in the same mug from when I flogged them from that thing that I did on Twitter. Yeah, I've got a few of them. Do you want to get in the same mug? I'll swap it for a news thing. All right, deal. We'll do that next mug week. Swap. Yeah, mug swap. Well, the well mug let's swap make podcast. a week thing over that. And and listeners, if you've got any mugs that you would like to swap, you've heard a few of the ones that Andy and I have got. Yeah. Um, if any of them take your fancy and you've got something you'd like to swap, then yeah. do get in touch. I've got loads of getting the sea ones. So if you've got some interesting mugs, yeah. tweet us at News Thing and tell us what you've got and we'll do some and kind we'll of do, mug swap. We'll do mug swap as a weekly thing. Now, Boris Johnson came out with these mugs. Now, he was trying to act all down to earth like they do, but I don't reckon that was his best crockery. I reckon that's the servant's crockery that he keeps in a shit cupboard, in his shitty cupboard. I think he stores his piss uh, in the freezer mm. and I think those mugs are the mugs that he pisses in before yeah. he decants the piss yeah. into whatever he keeps it in he might keep it in them ice cube bags why is he keeping it frozen like that well a lot of people do that don't they for the future just in case because yeah store your piss just in case and he seems the kind that would store his piss not even for any particular specific reason in the future he's just storing it because it feels a bit wrong and that's what he's into. <laughs> what about the other Johnsons? They don't seem as quite as wrong as him, but I suppose they must be. They, well, they've got to be, haven't they? Like Stanley Johnson was on. His dad was on. Oh, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Mm. And he was on something I watched the other night. Um, the Real Marigold Hotel, where they sent some pensioners to India. Yeah. And he was playing cricket, and he, he came across as a decent sort. Mm. But then I thought, you, you cunt. You raised Boris Johnson. Yeah. You brought him into this world. Yeah. You made him what he is. Mm. And now you're swanning about in fucking Mumbai with a cricket bat. Yeah. Trying to Acting be all... Acting like you're all affable. Yeah. Do you Fuck know what you. I mean? But you can't Fuck be. You. you. You must have either purposefully raised him to be a cunt or been such a bad father that Boris Johnson is now trying to prove something to you. Yeah. By just... Acting the goat and storing a- your piss. Acting the prick all over the place. 
and he has been a prick. I mean, we don't want to get too deep into it, but people go, oh, is it Islamophobia or is it political correctness gone mad? What it really is, is he's a politician, so he can't... If, you know, Rowan Atkinson's waded in now and said, oh, well, you know, it's a funny joke. But the thing is, whether it's funny or not isn't even the um, point. The point is, you're a politician, so you have to be more careful... But, I mean, you and I can say we're not running for office, heaven forbid. We can say whatever the fuck we want. And then yeah. if anyone gets young, we just go, well, we're only mucking about. Fucking yeah. hell. Don't get so serious about it. But you can't do that if you're Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson wants to be the prime minister. He's an elected yeah. politician. You can't just start, you know, he's not doing a fucking ludicrous podcast. But Johnson knows exactly what he's doing because he's, do, he's following the, the playbook of, of Donald Trump. Because and he's got Bannon. Steve Bannon involved. That is actually super terrifying. I mean, Tommy Robinson... Um, is to me like if you compare him to Steve Bannon, you know you sort of think Tommy Robinson's not frightening in the least. He's a bit stupid. No, yeah. He's a bit pathetic. Useful idiot. He's a useful idiot exactly. But fucking Bannon, the fact that Johnson and Reese Mogg and Farage and these people are sitting down with him and working out how to do here what they did over there in America yeah. is fucking terrifying. Well, Bannon's entire raison d'etre, if you like. Is and what, and what, it makes you, what, what it makes you realise is, is that you know Johnson basically. I've met his sister a couple of times actually. She seems sort of all right, but they're kind of like a an, a, a a liberal kind of a family, and I think that he instinctively probably has reasonably for a Tory socially liberal points of view, but he doesn't really care what his instincts are. He just cares about the main chance. The acquisition and he's, of power. Yeah, and so that's why he's changed so many times. He changed yeah. over Brexit, he changed over everything. He's thinking, where's the main chance? Where's the path of yeah. least resistance? What do I need to do to be Prime Minister? Because I just want to end up being Prime Minister because that seems like a cool thing. Yeah, and the, the, there's people who've known him when he was younger at university and have said that it's all down to the fact that David Cameron got one over him. Johnson in was the game older of... than Cameron or something at university, and they were both in that stupid fucking smash, smash the restaurant club. Yeah, but Johnson was seen as the senior figure. In but this... then Cameron sort of snuck in and became prime minister on the outside lane. Right, and this has enraged Johnson to this day. Fucking so hell! It's and all about setting the score. Our lives. Yeah. It's how, I mean, it's it you know, obviously you but and I, the, we it won't affect the likes of me and you so much because we've got our... We're on the podcast gravy train. Yeah, and we've we're also got our, uh, let's just say, we have our contingency for we when do. things go tits up. But for other people who haven't fought ahead as much as us, their lives are in the hands of, of a man pursuing a childish a vendetta. Grudge. Yeah, a grudge. Yeah. I mean, imagine you must have some... You must be able to think about kids in the playground or in your school days who annoyed you, who bested you in some way or tried to belittle you. I mean, I've got loads of them I can think of, but I haven't made it my life's fucking plan. You know, heaven forbid, Matthew Judkins, the the, the man I want, the boy I once tricked into publicly shitting out of a tree yeah. in 1987. Something that's been well documented on some of the sister podcasts of this show. Heaven forbid he has now started his innovative plug empire. It's a hell of a plug. Just as a means of one day getting revenge on me, Sam Delaney, for doing that trick. And I bet that whatever Cameron did to Johnson, it was nowhere near as bad in a way of what I did to Judkins. Have you finished? Yeah. If indeed Judkins has done the plug in order to get back at you, 
he has fucking done you hook, line, and sinker because there's no way you're ever going to beat that plug. Yeah, but what's his plan? I mean, the thing he's is, done if, it, he's if done he wants it. me he's, to he's, sit here just being no. upset that he's a plug millionaire he's, and he's I'm not. He's a plug millionaire, exactly. Then, the plan has right, been I executed. Admit, I am a bit upset about that. And but, you keep going on and on about it. Yeah, That's you're right. the plan. He's won Fuck, and he's continuing he's to win because you keep bringing it up. He's week winning after week. right now. Yeah, right now. Okay, and well done. Bravo, sir. Bravo. Chapeau. Yeah. Touche. And are you never going to mention Junkins again? No, you're going to mention it again mm. and again and again. Mm. And mm. eventually you'll have a podcast series that's all about Judkins. But you know what? I will, I'm big enough a man to hold my hands up and go, Judkins, I deserve that because I wronged you back in 1987 in the aftermath of the famous storms where some trees fell down and I subsequently convinced you to climb up one and shit out of it in full view of some fifth years who later beat you up for the for the act after I'd claimed not to know you. That was an awful thing I did. And you have rightly got revenge and successfully got revenge. And you're a better man than I. You were then, and you certainly are now. So, in summation, uh, Boris Johnson is a cunt yes. who has offered tea to some impressionable journalists in mugs that he's pissed in. Yeah, and those fucking journalists were probably like, oh, oh I well, love you, Boris. Could you hear them on the clip? They were like, oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, milk, two sugars, please. Fucking. Ooh. They should be there. They should have got me and you down there. Yeah. I, I don't know what we'd have done. I know what I'd have done. Well, I'd have taken some sort of like goose or wild or wild type <laughs> of poetry and fucking annoyed it and yeah. then released it at Johnson. Chucked it over his gate. Yeah. And then. Best case scenario, you know, at the very least, Johnson would have shat himself, thrown tea everywhere, and just like ended up a fall, like falling into like falling on his ass, falling headfirst into a trough. He's probably got a trough for his pet pigs in his garden. His trousers fell down. His willy turns out to be microscopic. Well, obviously, and his chubby legs are sort of kicking around in the air, and he's crying. Yeah, did you see that picture of him jogging the other day? No, have you seen the tits on him? Oh, fucking hell! And then Boris. Fucking wear a bra when you go running. That would have been the best thing. The worst thing. No, no but even better than that would Actual have been. tits. He would have picked up the goose and wrung its neck. And because then, that's his Tory instinct. Yeah, and then everyone goes. Kill but then you never killed. know in this day and age. People Then there'd be a debate on phoning shows on the radio. And people go, why shouldn't he kill a goose? The goose was on his property. And it's just the stupid metropolitan elite political correct brigade who are saying that you shouldn't kill geese. Well, that's pathetic. Back in the 1970s, we would kill geese every day. Yeah. <laughs> We'd walk down the street on our way to school, see a goose ring its neck. Have it for dinner. That's what Britain was all about. But now the Muslims have got moved in and suddenly killing a goose is a sign of weakness. So that's what I would have done. What is that the sort of thing you would have probably done if you we'd gone down there? For the sake of argument, I'm going to say yeah. Okay. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What story do you want to talk about next? Um, Idris Elba. Is he or is he not going to be the next James Bond? And why is it so controversial? It's controversial because if he is, he's going to be the very first black James Bond. He's a black man. A black man who is a black actor. Mm. A black actor, you could say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that offensive? Well, back in the 1970s, we used to call them blackers all the well, time. We called them worse than that, I can tell you. There was a black to him rising damp. But what he loved my neighbour? He had a posh voice, though, like a white actor. It was very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> so Idris Elba, there's all a this. There, there's there's all manner of fuss about whether Idris Elba's going to become the next James Seriously, Bond. Andy. Some people are saying that he's too old for it. Seriously, Andy, right? Do just answer yes or no. Do you, Andy Dawson, want Idris Elba to be the next James Bond? Yes or no? Yes. All right, Why? Enough. Is that wrong? If you'd said no, I could have branded you a racist. I'm not a racist. Because if you'd said no, you were a definite 100% racist. I also haven't seen a James Bond film in about 15 years, so no fucks are given whatsoever for right. me. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, people prefer speculating as to who will be the next James Bond than they do watching James Bond films. Yeah, it takes more That's column the interest, truth. It? It's like It's like managers in football. Or transfers in football. It's like the speculation about who's going to do what job is more interesting than when they actually do the job. I got more emotionally uh, invested in when they changed the actress who played Josie Jump on Balamori back in about 2006. I don't remember her changing. No, there's been two Josie Jumps. There was a really fit one. Yeah. And then she got replaced by a slightly less fit one. Oh, that's a shame. I, I remember got, the I got, fit one. I got kind of um, slightly angry at that. But more who so... You, who did you she hate? She was black as well. Who did you hate ironically. the most in Balamori? Uh, who did I hate the most in Balamori? It would have to be... Um, Archie. Yeah, me too. But now he's he, a successful comedian. That actor he? is a well, uh, you know, and I'm and I think he is talented. I, I know people who know him say so he's a great bloke. So I'm not having a go at him. Miles Jupp, I think his name is. Yeah, he seems like a great guy. But I'm just saying that character was a fucking knob. I thought you were going to say nonce there. <laughs> no, Liv- living in well, his, living I don't in his know. pink castle on his own. <laughs> I don't know whether he was a nonce. I'm, it was I'm never not, fully established, was it? To, no. I think all the clues were there, though. I don't think we can say one way or the no, other. Defi- we can't Mar- say definitively. We're not saying that Mark was a nonce. Definitely not. I'm just saying the character Archie was definitely a knob. Was he also a nonce? Well, 
that's open for debate, and we would welcome your contributions. It's not a debate that we, we want to explore here on no, News Thing, is no, it? No, no, no. Uh, but Josie Jump was probably the best, yeah? Yeah. I mean, I want... And the one in a wheelchair who worked in the shop. I liked oh, her yeah, she all. was lovely. Penny. Yeah. She was lovely. Um, and who was it who drove the bus? Edie. Edie McCready? Did your kids she ever want to go to older B- one, Balamori? But I, I had a little bit of a thing for Edie McCready. Did Did they ever want to go up to Balamori? Because you can go did, there. They probably did, but I just ignored her. It wasn't real. Shut up! <laughs> What's Shut more up! Watch another one. It doesn't exist. It's just inside the telly. <laughs> but I would have quite liked to have gone to Balamori because yeah. it looks fucking awesome, doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah, I I want Idris Elba. I want a black Bond. Then I want a gay Bond. Then I want a woman Bond. Chinese. Then I want a hermaphrodite Bond. Mm. Then I want a robot Bond. <laughs> then I want a fucking invisible Bond. Animal Bond. An animal Bond, and possibly leading up to a really really silly Bond. Wow. Just mucks about all the time. Yeah, but that's what Bond. That's why Roger Moore was the best Bond. Because he was a silly Bond. He was a silly Bond, and Daniel Craig is the worst Bond. Serious Bond. He's so fucking serious I've and never up himself. Any of the and Craig it, ones. You're, you're right not to, because he's serious. There is no humour in it whatsoever. And also, even off the screen, whenever he talks about it, he's always sniffy about yeah. the fact that he plays Bond and about gets paid millions made, of pounds to do it. Rich yeah, rich and famous. He's like, oh, I hate doing Bond. It's shit. All right, I'll do another one. Right, so he undermines Bond. He is on screen completely miserable and boring. And, you know, give me live and let die any day of the week, to be honest. Did you see Our Friends in the North when Daniel Craig was in yes. that? Yes, yeah. Did you see what he looked like in the later stages? When, of he, when was he was a tramp. Yeah. And he had lank hair and yeah. national health specialist. It was my favourite I'd bit. like to see him play Bond like that. I that don't know why no one with a gift for internet viral material, <laughs> such as you, has never taken James Bond dialogue from a Daniel Craig James <laughs> Bond and laid it over than his our friends in the North mad tramp Daniel Craig. Because I would have to be paid for it. And yeah. I, at this point, there was no one who would pay me money to do that. If anybody you know, would like to pay I me money what, to do that, I might do I this have as a PayPal a pro- address. I might do this as a private commission to you because it's an idea I've had for a while, but I don't have the skills to do it. If that's what you want, we'll talk. We'll talk turkey later on. What's your favourite bit in Friends of the North? I don't know. There's a. I wouldn't say it's my favourite bit, but there's a bit where. Christopher Eccleston's talking to his dad and his dad's played by genial Harry Grout out of Porridge he is, yeah. and he's talking to him about you know all of these great moments in the socialist movement but his dad's <laughs> unfortunately suffering from Alzheimer's he's lost oh, it right, and yeah. he thinks he's finally got through to him because he's talking to him and the dad's pulling sort of got this big smile across his face and he thinks that he's convinced it he's with the memories of the what's the famous march the famous the Jarrah march, the Jarrah march. Yeah. and he's talking to him remember dad when you were on the Jarrah march and all that and then he thinks, I finally got through to him. And then it turns out that actually, genial Harry Grout, his dad, was smiling because he was shitting his pants. <laughs> and it, it is, it's, let's just say it's bittersweet because it's awful to see a parent go through that. But at the same time, I think the writers and the people behind the show did want there to be some humour in it because they set it up. Anyway, yeah. and it, you know, it, it almost feels like a metaf- <laughs> metaphor for the current political landscape as well. Uh, <laughs> Don't you find? Mm. Mm. Now what? Uh, talking of uh, bad things that happen, homelessness is rife in this country. I think it's. 
I think there's a map. I wish I had the stats in front of me, but it's since austerity began in 2010, mm-hmm. it's gone up by the homelessness has gone up by something insane, like a million. It's gone through the fucking roof. It's gone oh. through the fucking roof. And now Theresa May has announced that she wants to eradicate it. And she does say these things that sound very socially progressive once in a while to distract us from the fact that she's fucking... Whether she means them or not is neither here nor there anymore because she's so incompetent she won't be able to deliver on them. So you can just ignore it. But she has said that she wants to deal with it. Yeah. It's it's like it's like you you've been you're, you're lying down on like a trolley a gurney is it called yeah you have an hospital you're strapped to a gurney and um, liquid vomit has been projected into your face and then someone says why would why not have a lollipop yeah but the lollipop never comes but yeah. the vomit continues to come it's a bit like that I think they've they've um, said they're gonna. They've pledged a hundred million pounds to make street sleeping a thing of the past. Now, normally, large amounts of money like that sound really impressive because laymen like us don't have any kind of way yeah. of rationalising yeah, what they, that you, means. You conjure it. Anything above like a couple of hundred quid yeah. to us sounds like well, fucking hell, they've Stuff's really done. yeah. But I mean, even I can look at a hundred million pound to get rid of street sleeping and think, fuck off, that's nothing. It's bullshit. Because you've got housing provisions you're going to have to pay for, mental health provisions. You look at, like, um, the epidemic of legal highs on the streets, like Spice. There's there's cities in this country, not so much London, but Manchester, and I think Newcastle's getting worse for it, where you've got people who are wandering around off their fucking tits on Spice. So it's dangerous. Zombie zombie armies of Spice addicts. Mm. So there's all of that going on, and 100 million quid is a fucking drop in the ocean. Yeah, and it's only to attempt to remedy the problems that their own policies of austerity and yeah. and their housing policies and their lack of support for mental health and, you know, the people that are fucking continually released from prison with nothing to fucking work, nowhere to go. It's, it's, it's like putting a sticking plaster over an axe wound, Sam. Fucking is. So it's annoying. and But you do see more homelessness. I mean, when I was a kid... I remember seeing homelessness a lot whenever I went uptown yeah. in London and it and it sort of used to freak me out. And then it's it just it became you'd stopped seeing it. Well, I've I've got anecdotal evidence kind of from coming to London for work for, for twenty three years now. Yeah. When I first started coming in ninety five, it was rife. There was homeless people really? all over the place right. in London. And then New Labour got in and yeah. gradually the numbers disappeared. Yeah. You didn't see so many people lying around in the streets all day. Now... It's come back. I, I get off the tube at Old Street, Street where away. we do this, and, and yeah. there's like a little a mini camp of like two yeah. or three fellas just lying asleep on the street in the middle of the day. And it's, it's, exactly, it's, it's worse saying. than it ever was. It was bad. Then, throughout the new... I mean, listen, this sounds like we're being political, but what do we give a fuck about politics, really? But we're not trying to make a point, but anecdotally, you know that during the 90s and noughties, that sort of shit disappeared. Yeah. And then it came back. And it's back again. It's a fucking choice, this stuff. Austerity was a choice. It Austerity. Was a political choice. Austerity wasn't a, necess- a necessity. We didn't need to get rid no, of No, because the, all the, the countries, debt. all the other countries in the West suffered the same sort of impact of the banking crisis, but not all of them employed austerity measures. It was a choice. And everyone who was complicit in it is guilty of the fucking myriad illnesses we see all around us, Andy. And, and I'm, I've and, not got a punchline. And chucking out 100 million quid as a, some kind of... As a sop. Number. 
Yeah. I don't I don't know if that's the right word, but I'm it feels right. Assume that it is. Mm. 100 million quid's going to do fuck all. So fuck what a pretty pass we have arrived at. There is no solutions to the mess we are in. We because the only alternative here, mind you, someone was ranting on to me about energy um, and utility companies the other day, right? And how things like water and all of our water utilities are owned by huge profiteering foreign countries, right. and they put their prices up at will. But you don't have any choice because water's a necessity, you're and the, and to them. and there's no like the mechanics of capitalism, which do work for all of us in various other ways, like mobile phone contracts, right, or what have you. Or the drive for new technology, or, or uh, you know, we benefit from it all the time. But in those ways, we are over a barrel. And uh, the truth is, I'm no fan of Corbyn, but he is the only sort of Labour leader who would come in and completely renationalise all those utilities. Yeah, he is. At the very because least, there might be more moderate ones who'd who'd get elected and maybe take us back to new. Leader. But things like that. There are some things that you need just to fucking radically and almost militantly take back control of, yeah. right? And although I think he's a daft bastard, he, <laughs> he, is, he? he is a fucking idiot. But, <laughs> you know, he's just daft enough. Maybe he's the daft bastard we need. I don't know. I, I can't imagine myself voting for Jeremy Corbyn, but, you know. At the very least, there needs to be... We all need water, more, that's more, what I'm more, saying. Um, checks and balances and controls. Yeah. The, wild profiteering and fucking and that's what brexit's about mate as well that's what's happening the, the whole the whole fucking idea is a conspiracy by a small number of people who want the whole fucking they don't think it's gone far enough we need to be deregulated even more so like five or six of them can fill their pockets imagine being that person i mean that yeah. is you're a psychopath aren't you yeah exactly you are genuinely a psychopath this is why i never understand why billionaires are are regarded fated. as fitted as being mm. these good guys like Richard Branson and this Elon Musk cunt. Yeah, they're regarded as being good people. I mean, have you seen the picture of that fucker that owns Amazon these days, Jeff Bezos? Yeah, he looks like a fucking android lunatic. He's one of these cunts who wears a t-shirt and thinks that that's going to trick us into yeah. thinking he's all right. And he wants to explore space as well. You've got all the money in the world, and what you want to do? You want to explore space with it? Try sorting some shit out down here <sighs> first. Exactly. Like Bill Gates is doing. Bill Gates is all right. He's you don't right. hear him fucking saying that he's going to fire himself in a rocket into outer space. I mean, he probably isn't. He's probably just giving a, a, a tiny percentage of his money and he's probably doing all sorts of stuff like freezing his piss with the rest of it. But um, but you're saying of right. the famous billionaires, he's, he's probably, probably the best the one. Best. Who's the worst? Musk. Musk. Musk is a fucking genuine menace, I think. Um, where, where does that Zuckerberg fit into your um, league table of rich cunts? Uh, he's in the playoffs. Right, okay. I reckon. Right. That's that sorted. Right, yeah, lastly, probably. tickets. Yeah. Um, Ticketmaster have announced that they're going to close their Get Me In and Seat Wave now, what uh, are, subsidiary what businesses. What are those things? These are uh, websites where if you've got a ticket for something and you want to flog it for as much money as possible, you can do that through Get Me In and Seat Wave. There's been a lot of controversy about it because people are saying that bots are buying up tickets as soon as they go on sale and then putting them on. People putting them onto these Russians probably. Party. I wouldn't be surprised. Almost it's probably the thing that's that's, that's paid for Brexit mm. and paid for the, the Trump election. They fucking made it all with resold banana armor tickets. Yeah. the bastards. Yeah. And those poor girls had no idea they were complicit in the whole thing. 
I feel sorry for They're Bilarama. the fucking real innocent victims, aren't they? Mind you, I fucking went to that gig, and I'm not joking, Andy. We've had this conversation last... before. Have we had it on air? It was no, the be- let's have it now. It was, it was one of the best gigs I've ever been yeah, to. Yeah, I saw it at Newcastle City Hall. One of the top ten gigs I've ever been to. It was sensational. It was just so much fun. I think that I saw, I was watching an old Top of the I was watching Top of the Pops 1984, available, you know, not an, a single episode, but where they just do a, a compilation of one yeah. whole year. I think 84 might be the strongest year for me personally. I mean, yeah. you cannot believe the number of Stone Cold classics that were all it, it squeezed into just that 12-month period, yeah. like era-defining. Anyway, they're on it, and they were good, but it was the same lineup that I saw, the original lineup, yeah. and I thought, I think they were better in 2017 than they were in 1984. That's how good the girls were last year. I think they were. And they might have been a little bit drunk as well, which was nice. Yeah. Because there was some level of choreography to their dancing. But yeah. then at times it was just like, we're in a nightclub and we're just having a Well, bit that was what bop. was always great about them. Yeah. That was what was always that great about them. That hasn't changed at all. Yeah, it was just like they were girls in a nightclub who, who you thought looked like they were up for a bit of a laugh and were kind of dancing, but not that bothered. Probably on fancier drinks now. I did. I, were then. I did mention, um, I did notice that Siobhan, mm-hmm. who I went off for a while when she was, you know... Dave Stewart I've always found annoying and I felt that with Shakespeare's sister she tried to pretend that she was a bit above banana yeah. and it annoyed me Yeah. Um, but on the night I don't know about when you went to see them she was she had the most stage presence uh, and she was I, actually the oldest she was about 16 yeah I was kind of a bit dazzled because Karen Woodward oh. spent most of her time on my side because I was on the balcony looking down Right on them, and Karen was the closest. And at one point, she looked up and waved at me. Did she? Yeah. Do you recognise you? Probably. Yeah. Probably from the podcast that I do. Yes, I think she listens um, to the one you she do. She used Bob to be Mortimer. married to Andrew originally, but they're recently separated. I know it was a shame. So if you're listening to this, Karen, yeah, um, game on. I'm here. You're single. You're available. I'm After single, everything Ridgely's gone through, and you're moving in on his missus when he might still be holding out hopes of reunion, he's lost George. Only, you know, last year, year before. Sam, life is to be lived. Mm. Um, we only get one crack at it. And if an opportunity comes along to top Curran Woodward, I'm not going to knock that it That is actually a lyric from I Want Your Sex by George Michael, <laughs> what you just said. That's where you got that from. Self-fulfilling prophecy or yeah. something like that then, isn't it? Yeah. So, in short, Ticketmaster are going to close down them sites and you're going to be able to instead sell your tickets at face value to uh, other like-minded fans. Well, this speaks to me because I've had my worst ever year for um, ticket loss. Is there a graph for recent years? Oh, my God. In other years, there was always... There was one year where I had an away season to get West Ham, but I went to less than half the away tickets. But the way that it worked was they just sold them to you and charged your credit card. That's how an away season ticket works and mailed them to you. And there was a pin board where I put the unused ones, which was termed by my wife as the board of broken dreams because it was like all the games that I hadn't attended uh, that was expensive but this year in a moment of madness because I've got a season to get the London Stadium to watch West Ham you get advanced um, availability on big music concerts all right, at yeah. the stadium so mm-hmm. before they go and sell the general public so when Beyonce and Jay-Z were going I went mad I think I, I'm not joking I look back I think I had an episode because I was in my office and I shouted over to someone Get me six tickets for the normal standing and six corporate one package wow. VIP ones. Oh. And 
because I thought, well, I'll easily sell all these because I'm getting in there early, and and I, you know, some I'll have for myself and my mates, and others I said. And then I realised I was away that weekend anyway. It was a moment of <laughs> insane largesse that I had no fucking way of covering financially. And it all went on the credit card. And then the stress that for the next six weeks in trying to offload them was horribly intense. But in the end, I managed it and I was very proud of myself. But then I wasn't so lucky when uh, in a similar... I convinced myself earlier in the year that I didn't I didn't socialize enough or do anything and that that was gonna be really bad for my mental health because I was just becoming a bloke who worked and then just went home watch telly and never, if, if you were allowed out. to watch telly if I was fucking allowed to yeah, yeah. so I thought oh, I need hobbies or I should do things that are fun oh I know I'll go to concerts I like music and I bought a load of tickets to see David Rodigan at Somerset House in London right. one weekend and then as part of the same thing Tickets to see De La Soul the following weekend. Yeah. Now, I've seen both of them before. That's all right. But it was sort of like, I've seen De La Soul and I'd rather listen to their records on Spotify or something than go and see them live. I, I sometimes buy tickets for gigs and I'll just buy one because mm. uh, I don't always have someone to go with. Oh, I'm quite happy to go shame. to gigs. No, okay. no, no. I'm quite happy to go to gigs on my own because if it's a gig I want to go to, I'd yeah. rather go on my own than miss out. Yeah, okay. But there's been an increasingly large number of occasions where I've bought a ticket for something and then when it's come to the night of the gig I've just thought oh, fuck off yes I can't be arsed that's what happened with me with Rodigan and wanna, De La Soul wanna, I'm not that bothered about seeing bands anymore so, I don't want to see gigs I just want to see shows yeah. and the difference is I want to see someone that's putting on a performance yes I don't want to see that. I don't want to see four spotty white 25 year olds <laughs> oh, staring no. at the stage no way. and doing a soundscape oh. I want to be entertained yeah, that's why Bananarama was great. Exactly. It was a show. Exactly. Um, What's this podcast about? Anyway, uh, <laughs> I managed to upload the Rodigan ones last minute. I took it to the wire. Yeah. But then the following weekend, it was De La Soul. I went for exactly the same thought process you just described. But Fuck I had it. four of these fuckers. I just went, my wife was are we going to go to De La Soul? And she looked at me in this way like, are we really going to go to De La Soul? And she pretended like, I'll go if you're up for it. I'll go. Yeah. And it was a Sunday, Andy. Oh, you don't want and that, I was just like, that I don't want to fucking go to De La Soul, but I'm not sure we're going to be able to offload them. It's a bridge too far, and we didn't, and we just took it for tickets. Bang. We yeah. took the hit. But, you know, so these sites, if they fucking legitimise them and stop people profiteering on them, they're going to benefit the likes of me and you, the sort of people, middle-aged men, who continually... Buy tickets, tickets to concerts and then uh, routinely do uh, not attend the yeah, concert. It's, it's a boon for us, isn't it? It's <laughs> yeah. a massive boon. Brilliant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go, uh, let's do news without news. Sam, I'm going to give you some headlines that I've found on the internet and I want you to rate these headlines. Would you click on uh, them Click on them and find out more about them? Marks out of 10, if you would. Mm. Here we go. Woman says she is having sex with her dead boyfriend's ghost. Seven. It's all there in the headline, isn't it's it? It's all there. Really want to know the, more about I give it a seven because I would think might I be titillated by her detailed description of how Positions, of how the sex takes place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And his ghost cock, etc. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, number two, crows have been trained to pick up cigarette butts and put them in a bin. Mm, seven. Mm. Tells the full story. Does it though? 
kind of want to know who's trained them yeah, and why. And how? Is and this why? is this public money going into this, or is this an eccentric millionaire? Oh, I think you've gone low with seven there, to be quite okay. honest. Uh, football coach who shook penis aggressively at opposition is banned from matches. <laughs> Nine. Can I just add that he also looks exactly like Greg Wallace? Uh, great. <laughs> Oh, Wallace is, I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying Wallace has done that, but you wouldn't put it past him, <laughs> would you? You said that, not me. I'm already in enough trouble with fucking... Uh, with Wallace? With uh, Miles oh. Jupp. Oh, yeah. um, I two, love Wallace, by the way, anyway. Two more. Builder smashes through new homes in revenge for not being paid. Ten. Ten. Exactly. I've got a <laughs> mate who's a carpenter, and he's pulled a floor up before that he's put down because someone didn't pay him. He's gone back in there and pulled up the floor that he laid. Fucking it's hell. Right for, there's more of it than you, you can't think. do that in our game. Like, you know, we both make a few quid out of writing sometimes, but it's hard to unwrite something, isn't it? You can't unpublish it when someone else... Well, once it's been published, there. yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just one of the one of the tough aspects of what we do. You could tweet everyone saying, do not read this article. <laughs> of the link. That'll show them. <laughs> and then tweet the advertisers of the organ who have published it saying, by the way, I've seen to it that no one will look at this article, so please withdraw your advertising spend immediately. And then CC in the editor and say, I'll be having my 30 quid by the end of the day, I think. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Finally, uh, alien with thousands of thrashing tentacles and no face found washed up on beach. 11. 11 out of 10, of course. Yeah. Why is this not on the front page of every newspaper? It's in South America. Oh, and I'm guessing Shit like it's that not, happens all I'm the time in South America. Alien is an in inverted comma, so I'm guessing it's not a genuine alien. But even oh, so, you, okay. you you'd still read it because I want to see all the pictures and find out about if they've analysed the corpse. Exactly, just to have a look at it. And that's it. That's your news without news. Do you remember when Ant and Dec were in that film about aliens? Alien was, autopsy. Yeah, was it? Yeah. Have you seen it? I've seen the first 20 minutes of it. Is it shit? Yeah. Why did they do it? Well, they didn't really have the choices then that they have now. Really? Yeah, it was sort of like post PG and Duncan. How's and, uh, Ant getting on? What are you asking uh, me for? Because I'm from, you're the, from the North East. I thought you probably know him or something. I I, I know nothing, um, but I am mm, available to you do... Lo- I know what you're like, you North Easterners. You am, close ranks, don't I am, you? I am available to do... Um, I'm a celebrity, get me here with deck. If you you fucking me. you all close ranks just like you did around Cheryl when she did the racism in the bogs that time. Well, you know, but seriously, if Deck does need a partner for I'm a Celeb this year, I'm I've kind of got the voice. I can and picture it. I can handle me drink. You know when he crashed his car, that was right near my house. Was it? Yeah, really near. That must have yeah. been one of them things where you thought if that could have been me. Yeah, you know well, it's right near my storage unit. Is it? Yeah. That's a, that sounds like a podcast in itself. It was, so. pra- it was practically outside my storage Sam unit. storage unit. Here, have you um, have you got a storage unit? I ain't got a storage unit, no. I've got enough stuff for a storage unit. Haven't you? No. What about when you've moved and you just think, oh, I want to move this shit into the next house? I bigger houses. Oh! <laughs> That's the podcast game for you. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to do that then. Cause I, I won't get into it now because we're practically on 40 minutes, but I've got some big storage issues. And I will leave that as a cliffhanger for our next episode. <laughs> Can't wait. Okay, well, that's it. Sorry, I forgot. I'm yeah, supposed you to be presenting. Finish it off. Yeah, that's it. We've wrapped it up. If you've got any advice on the storage issues that are, you know, admittedly at the moment are unspecific, but general advice or help you can give me, then tweet us at News Thing. Um, we will be back soon next week with another episode. Follow us at News Thing. Uh, I love you. I've 
don't know how Andy feels about you. I'm warming to you. Okay, ta-ra. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.